Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week I'm speaking with James Roberts, the co-founder of Vanguard's magazine. Vanguard's is a biannual magazine about design and brands, and James started it with his friend Hugo Ross while the two of them were in their final year studying fine art at Edinburgh University. As he explains, the magazine first came about when they met a knitwear manufacturer in the Shetland Islands and realised that this guy was making incredible products but nobody knew anything about them. That experience opened their eyes to a whole range of Scottish brands and products and they set about trying to do them justice. Issue 2 came out at the end of last year, made in conjunction with 12B, a design and risograph studio based down here in London. James and Hugo have now finished their studies and it's brilliant to see them taking this student project up to the next level while also setting out on their own careers. I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are either making their own magazine or thinking about it, and I'm sure there'll be lots of people who recognise James's excitement on seeing his magazine out in shops for the first time. It was lovely to meet him and great to hear his story, so I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with James from Vanguard's. Hi, so I'm here with James Roberts, the co-founder, one of the co-founders of Vanguard's magazine. James, welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, Vanguard, if I'm right in saying, is a project that started at university. Yeah, exactly. And we see all sorts of mags which are student magazines, Mm -hmm. but that don't necessarily then make it through to full-blown. So could you tell us a little bit about how Vanguard's got started and what made you actually carry yeah. it on? Sure. So um, we started Vanguard's, or we started thinking about Vanguard's uh, in the final year. Who's we? Who's uh, so this is me and Hugo. Um, yeah, we started thinking about it in our final year of university. We were both doing a, um, a fine art degree at Edinburgh. Um, it was a lot of theory, there's a lot of thinking and, and uh, not a whole lot of doing. And uh, so we... we we felt that we wanted to make something. We wanted to make something that was a little bit different to what we were studying. Um, And just being in Scotland, being in Edinburgh and having the interests that we had, design, um, fashion, art, um, we kind of looked around at the country that we were in. There was so much to talk about. um, And we thought, what a a great uh, place to start. Are you Scottish? Um, we're not Scottish. Neither of us are Scottish. I was going to say, I'm not detecting that Scottish bro. No, exactly. Um, No, we'd... um, we moved up there, both of us, when we were 18, and we we lived there for five years. Um, but we just we just loved the place. We fell in love with this country and all that it had to offer. Um, and we we kind of thought that it wasn't talked about enough. Um, it's talked about stereotypically. You see it in the movies and, and TV and whatever, but there was nothing we felt that um, really talked about the diversity of what the country is. Um, so yeah, this, this is in our kind of like final year and... And this is 2016? 2016, correct. Yeah. Um, and we just thought, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to start telling stories about Scotland? Um, and we thought about it as a book first and then we realised, well, there's so much more than just a book. And we started falling in love with magazines again. Um, so yeah, we thought, why not? Why not make this uh, more than just a one-time thing? And so, was this initially? Is this something that you were marked on as part of your course? No, no, this is no. totally separate to what we were doing. 
Um, so shouldn't you really have just been finishing your degree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did. We both managed to finish our degree, just about. And it was kind of we were doing our degree, and um, you know, we were working hard for that. But um, we also had this in the back of our minds. We were thinking about it and doing it on the weekends or whatever. Um, but as soon as we'd finished all our coursework and exams and stuff, we went straight on to Vanguard. So we spent all our time, we spent every day with each other in each other's flats and just kind of working out what this thing was. It's a lot of thinking and then you just kind of think, well, if we're going to do something, we've got to do it. And this is the perfect time. You've got those few months before you start a job, maybe over the summer after you finish uni. And we thought, well, let's just do it. Okay, so you, obviously Scotland is a big part of the ingredients here. So how do you go from thinking Scotland's got a lot to show mm. to making this particular magazine? Um, so, it, well, it all started with um, a knitwear manufacturer who we met, um, I think maybe the year before in 2015. We made, um, we did a little other project that was um, basically had a load of uh, Shetland jumpers made. Um, and this guy who manufactured them um, on the Shetland Islands, we met and we were amazed by like the kind of the quality and the skill of, um, of, of his factory. And that was kind of like the starting point of uh, the kind of theme that we we're going to go down. And we thought, right, this guy's amazing. He makes jumpers for loads of huge uh, European, American, Japanese fashion houses, but no one knows his name. So we thought, right, that was that was basically our starting point, and that's how we decided that this was going to be a magazine about design and kind of like the unsung heroes of, of kind of Scottish design and and fashion and architecture, etc. Yeah. And when you're making a magazine which has design mm. f- front and centre, the design is then obviously incredibly important, and so you risograph printed the magazine, which yeah. immediately helps it to kind of stand out a little bit. Yeah. What was your thinking in there? So, um, yeah, so for, for, the, for the second issue, which we've just released, um, we, we got a new design team involved, um, design studio called 12B, based in London, and they're not only a design team, but they're a risograph printer, and we wanted to bring in some of that kind of uh, hand, almost handmade kind of feel back into the magazine. We were worried that it was going to become a little bit too digital, a little bit hands-off, and that the things we talk about are like the handmade handmade objects. Um, so we wanted to bring in a bit of that kind of texture. Um, so that, that was the that was the choice, that was the reason for the decision to use a, to use risograph. Because you were riso from the first issue as well, weren't you? Um, there we use elements of riso, but not in the same ah, way that we've done it. Right, we've done okay. It here. Okay. Yeah, there are elements within the magazine that are risographed. And so at what point did the London-based agency get involved? Because that, that obviously is a, then a massive step forward. You go from being two guys yeah. doing this in your summer break in Edinburgh down to something that's working between cities. Exactly. We, um, we, we met the 12B guys um, early this year, early in uh, 2017, um, just introduced by a mutual friend. And we got to a point where we wanted to kind of grow our team a little bit. It was, it was Hugh and I, and we had a good vision of what we wanted to do, but we wanted to bring other people on board. We wanted um, a, a relationship with designers that wasn't just one way. We didn't want uh, we didn't want to be the kind. We wanted to um, have a relationship where they they really had an impact on how the magazine would look and feel. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of talking and there was a lot of discussing um, and a lot of going back and forth. But we, I think we've we've really found a really nice in between ground between 
how we how we would make a magazine and how they would make make a magazine we found this kind of like new territory which which we both love and uh, I think is really exciting and, and something a little bit different as well I mean that for me is always that's the joy of making magazines it's that you're working with other people who have other sets of skills and they will develop something that you begin and, and take it on yeah exactly I mean it's not just the design it's all the content as well it's you know we we definitely have starting points we have kind of ideas that we want how we would want to approach a certain design or a brand that we want to tell a story about um, but then it's amazing once you once you let it once you let it go and you give it to someone who's who's creative and who you love your their work already um, and seeing what they come back with in a, in a couple of weeks or a month or whatever is amazing it's that just like that subtle reinterpretation of what you said is is really nice yeah. absolutely and so you've got these brands that you know you want to work with sure what is that well, like the, what what makes a brand someone that you think we really want to get involved with them yeah well it has to be a brand that has a story um we're both Hugo and I are um I don't know you could say we're kind of fashion heads those kind of guys we enjoy we enjoy going to shops and like and we enjoy like having objects and holding clothing and and that relationship but so much of that is based on where that brand is from what they're trying to do what they're trying to say um so that's what we always look towards we don't necessarily do like the latest or coolest brand of the moment we we look for brands that are maybe a little unknown but have like an amazing story because it's a brand that's been within a family for 50 60 years or whatever um for example we've got a great story on aero leather which are leather manufacturer or leather jacket maker in the borders in scotland and they just have this amazing story that goes over like 60 years and it goes from father to son and it's it's um, from London back up to Scotland, it's across the world It's and it's the, the customers and the people. And this is such like a nice like um, world that's built around a brand and it's kind of, it's finding those brands and trying to tell their story in, um, in a really original way. And so by extension, I guess the ones that you're not interested in are the ones that are maybe a bit more kind of fast fashion and responding to trends. Exactly, yeah. We, um, we, we, we're not so interested in those kind of things. They have their place in the world, but what, we're, what we talk about is um, our objects and materials and clothing that will last you a lifetime, that not only has a story before it gets to you, but once you have it and once you own it and once you live with it, it takes on another story. Um, I think that's what we're really interested in. Um, you can throw around terms like material culture, but it's it's our relationship with the things that we have in our lives. I think we're really interested in that. So you've got this idea of timelessness, this yeah. uh, which is uh, again it's very common with people making print. The you know you you want a timeless medium. You want something that twenty thirty years time maybe your kids can come back yeah. and look at this and see like, oh, this is what dad was doing. Yeah. Was doing this. <laughs> now, there's a thing that I'm confused with for this because yeah. the first issue came out yep. and it's based in Scotland. And the second issue comes out and it again is it's brands that are in Scotland, but with the proviso, this is not a Scottish magazine. So what, what's going on with this kind of distinction? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a funny one. We're... As you said, first two issues have been Scotland. The third one as well will be Scotland. By the time we get to the fourth one, 
we are thinking that we'll we will move it um at the moment we're thinking about doing a, a made in england um issue um i think when we started we looked around at uh, the kind of titles who are on offer more kind of travel kind of uh, magazines but they they would spend an issue on a country or place and we kind of thought well we could do that we could do one issue but that's not quite enough you want to do you want to dedicate some more time um so we so we, yeah we're never going to do just one issue on scotland we're always going to do a few but our thinking from moving abroad was that or moving into other countries was that um we could see this kind of model working in other in other countries and wouldn't that be a fantastic thing to have a, a kind of model of a magazine that would translate really well in other countries and you could kind of almost live there for for however long it takes you to produce some more content and um so is that the idea then you you, you essentially want to go and live in like japan and do yeah, a, I mean, a that, japan <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible i think um we love scotland and we love all the brands that we talk about but i think just as a, a as a challenge to ourselves creatively um we, we want to see how far we can push this thing um maybe we'll come back to scotland one day but um i think i think we're ambitious to keep moving it and keep changing and keep readapting but why not do that from the start why not say right issue one's out scotland there you go next issue somewhere completely different mm. i think well there's a there's kind of problems with how expensive that would be from the yeah, get-go. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but also, as I was saying, we we felt like just doing one one issue for one for one country would not quite be enough. We would we would kind of leave it feeling, oh, what about that brand? What about that story we didn't tell? Or we didn't do that quite right. Let's let's go back to that and and readdress that. So, no, I don't. I, from the get-go, we were never we never wanted to spend just one issue on on one country. And also, I mean, this is something that came out of a student project. So the so a, a first issue for me is always really interesting because the first issue is simultaneously the finished object. It's the thing that you've spent however many months working over. But then it's also just the starting point. Like you, you look back and think like, wow, what, what were we doing with that first one? So what, what have you seen kind of change issue on issue and where do you want to keep on taking it? Yeah, I think... As you said, the, f- the first issue is almost like a pilot. It's a, it's a test in the waters. It's not, it's it's uh, testing what we can do. It's like, can we actually can we actually make this thing? Can we follow through and actually build this thing that we're imagining? Um, but it's also, do other people care about what we what we're talking about? And I think um, we think uh, we realise that people actually like what we're talking about. And also, it was a um, great accomplishment to be able to to be able to make that. Um, so moving forward, we just we just wanted to develop. We wanted to become bolder, more outspoken, almost in what we we're saying. Um, wanted our editorial voice to be stronger. Wanted to kind of just become a little bit more distinct. And I think we were really getting there. Um, I was showing uh, a couple of people the magazine, the new issue, uh, the other day, and they were saying it's it's so warm, it's so friendly, it's really inviting. And I was like, that was perfect. That's exactly what we're trying to do. We want to make something that you pick up and read and you feel really involved in all those stories and all those people. Um, and almost you feel involved with the people that make it as well. Like we're not afraid to um, kind of put our names into it and, and kind of like, this is what we're saying. Um, so that's really nice. It was really nice to hear someone 
kind of feel that same way about magazines as we do. Um, yeah. And so, say someone is listening to this now and they want to go and get a copy, where can someone find a copy of Vanguard's? So it is uh, available on our website, vanguardsmagazine.com, and it's also available in stockists throughout the UK. And so you're, you're distributed throughout the UK at the moment? Throughout the UK at the moment. Um, is that with a distributor or are you doing it yourself? That's with a distributor this time. First time it was ourselves and it was a lot of work. Um, so we're quite happy to have a to have a professional distributor this time, <laughs> and that's a step up in itself. Yeah, right? no, exactly. Yeah. It's so, a, who did you go with for the distribution? Um, MMS. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been amazing, really, really nice guys. Um, they're getting us into all the places that we want to be in, and that's that's the other thing. It's kind of like <clears> seeing <throat> it in the wild, as it were. You go around Soho or whatever in London, or if you go into the Tay, and it's there, and it's it's a really really nice feeling to see it. I mean, that is sort of the crown and glory, really. Again, I said about, you know, this thing you've been working on for months, but actually seeing it on shelves in places must be a real thrill. Yeah, it's amazing. And especially when it's amongst all the kind of titles that you know and you recognise and you love and you buy. And then to see your little thing just like poking out is, is, yeah, an amazing feeling. Um, In terms of distribution, we're... We are very much UK at the moment, although we're kind of noticing that we're kind of we've got quite nice little uh, markets in in Japan. Um, we talk about Japan and its relationship with Scotland um, in the magazine, and we so yeah we're we're trying to bring it out over there. There's a there's a real love in Japan for for Scottish made um, clothing and and products. Um, so whiskey, quite big on the whiskey. Whiskey is one of the big ones, exactly. Um, knitwear. So and 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 leatherware as well. So we're hoping that at some point we'll be able to see Vanguard's in a in a Japanese bookshop somewhere. That would be exciting. Yeah, it'd be very cool. So you're in this, uh, I guess, kind of three parts first segment. So you you've got yeah. one more um, Scotland issue to go. Do you have a, an idea of when that is due to come out? Have you given yourself a, a timeline for that? Yeah, so we've said we're a, we are a biannual magazine, so hopefully that'll be out um, within well, six months. Mm-hmm. And then does that have a knock-on effect for distribution? Because of course, any magazine that focuses on a specific place, you can expect to find a few more readers in Scotland who will be interested because it's Scottish. Are you anticipating then that you're going to have to kind of do a bit more groundwork to get it in other places? Um, I'm not sure we'll have to do a lot more groundwork, but it uh, it might be strange because we have we have a really good Scottish audience, and it's making sure that um, we still keep their interest throughout um, making uh, an issue for Made in England or whatever that may be. Um, but I think we have noticed that we we have a strong Scottish audience, but we also have um, a great readership throughout the UK. Um, obviously, London. There's is um, people here. Um, buy into independent magazine independent publishing quite a lot and there's amazing magazine shops all over the city um so i think already we have quite a nice um kind of stronghold kind of thing going in london um but yeah it might be there might be this that weird transition phase where you and and especially for like a new magazine um people might be a bit confused about that kind of jarring but i think um if we're just really open about what we're trying to do i think people will will, will love it and it sounds like you've got to start building your bridges out to Japan now. So for when you could do your third section of three, well, exactly. you've got your stock of silver. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Well, listen, thanks for coming in and very good luck with it. Thanks so much for having me.
Okay, that's all for this week. I love the ambition of getting Vanguards over to Japan, and I hope that James and Hugo keep on enjoying making it wherever the magazine ends up going from issue four onwards. Of course, I'd like to say thanks very much to James for coming over to the office and seeing me here. And I'd also like to say thanks very much to the guys at Good Sports, who included a mention of this podcast in their newsletter this week. I love hearing from people who are enjoying the episodes. And of course, I want to make sure we reach as many listeners as possible. So that sort of help is massively appreciated. Thank you very much. If this is your first time hearing the podcast, please do check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes. Just search for Stack Magazines and you'll find loads of episodes featuring independent magazine makers talking about what they do. And of course, if you follow us while you're there, we'll be able to send new episodes to you as soon as they're ready. Thanks very much for listening and we'll be back with another episode next week.